everybody. Hi. Welcome to the Macabre Podcast Universe. It's the podcast that exists. Why, Jordan? To prove people wrong when they say sequels are never better than the originals. And a long, long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, we covered the Marvel Cinematic Universe, which is where we get our namesake, the MPU, as it were. And because it's the Marvel Cinematic Universe, they'll never stop. And they have a movie every few months. Mm Mm-hmm. And today we're talking about Black Panther Wakanda Forever. But we're also talking about some of the TV shows. Yeah, we're going to we're going to update you on that as well. Um and our thoughts and opinions on the show so far and kind of guess what? Black Panther Wakanda Forever was the last movie of Phase 4. So Oh, that was part of Phase 4. That is the in the Phase 4 and it kicks off Phase 5 with Ant-Man and the Wasp. Oh, okay, this is Or I mean Ant-Man Wasping. I like, I like how loose Phase 4 was. Well, let's go right into that. Okay. Uh, well, first of all, for those who are wondering, hey, should I see Black Panther Wakanda forever? Uh, the first element of this episode is going to be spoiler free. Yeah. And there will be a warning. So we will keep it spoiler free and you can find out. But the answer is yes. You should yeah. see it. Even if you don't like Marvel, I think you'd enjoy it. The movie's beautiful. The soundtrack is the soundtrack and the score is nuts. And the, the story, it made me cry. Uh-huh. It's crazy. It's so good. But let's bookmark that. Yeah. Phase four. Now, this was Black Widow, Shang-Chi, Eternals, uh, Doctor Strange, Spider-Man No Way Home, uh, and what was the last one? Uh, Thor mm-hmm. and Wakanda. So you said... So So I've kind of heard and seen kind of a common complaint from people that that phase four felt like there was no direction to it, no like overarching theme. But guys, there was so much fallout. You gotta, you gotta yeah. let the characters breathe and really rediscover who they are and where do they fit into this weird world post blip. Yeah, and I liked that element of it. Um, I think some of the movies were allowed to be a little weirder. Mm-hmm. Um, so a, a great example of that, Doctor Strange. Yeah, was weird and great. A bad example of that, Eternals, was weird and it's the worst really Marvel bad. movie. Yeah, worst Marvel movie. Um, but but it it bodes well, I think, for the universe that they're allowing people to maybe be a little bit more creative. Mm-hmm. Um, but about twenty minutes into Black Panther: Wakanda Forever, I I thought to myself, I cannot believe how much better this is than every other movie in Phase Four. And that includes... Micah loves a good sweeping statement. Well, but would you not agree? Well, if I'm really thinking about all of them, yeah, I would say filmmaking-wise, it's the best one. I mean, I would maybe want to rewatch Spider-Man again more often because it's maybe more fun. I've only seen it the one time. It's great. And I I really do love Spider-Man, and I think it's a great movie. But... I mean, I think this is, like, objectively a better story. It looks way better than Spider-Man. The yeah, score is yeah, way yeah, yeah. Like, every every element movie, of it is better. And I'm better. sure it wasn't. But it kind of looked like it had a film quality to it. Yeah. But I think that was just the cinematography. Well, they did shoot with anamorphic lenses. And um, that is. They, the the lenses are, like, they're wider kind of and they, they and... Ca- <laughs> They're wider and they kind of have... Um, that blurry edges. The blurry edges. I love a good blurry edge. Yeah, they kind of distort it, which Ryan Coogler wanted to do to kind of show the distortions of of grief. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, first gut reaction, this is like a pretty easy top 
at least top 10 Marvel, probably top five for me, I would say. Yeah, I just think that I still, if, if I'm looking at this phase as a whole, yeah, I, I kind of feel like I might still like Doctor Strange more. And that's fair. But that doesn't mean because this movie lacked in the, in a way. I think that really comes down to personal preference. Yeah. But I think if you ask me tomorrow, I'd probably say Black Panther. Well, and and like I would pro- I would maybe again watch Doctor Strange more times over this cuz it's yeah. wackier yeah. and it's way shorter. Mm-hmm. You know, the movie's under or it's like barely over 2 hours. But I mean, this is just like such a slam dunk movie. Yeah. And and everything I'd heard beforehand was this movie's really good and all of this stuff dealing with uh, T'Challa slash Chadwick Boseman's death is really amazing, but all of the Kevin Feige Marvel stuff really bogs the movie down. And even with people telling me that going to the theater, I did not feel that at all. I, it was kind of nice to hear that prior to going into it because it really, I was really prepared for it. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't really see how they couldn't have that. I I just kind of feel like that was the minimum amount that they did like yeah like who they write this movie ryan coogler wants to make you know this specific movie about grief and stuff but then you have kevin who's like well you do have to kind of like still do the mcu thing just because it's all tied together it's comic books are all tied together yeah and coogler's like okay well what's the minimum amount possible we can put into it and i feel like that's what we got yeah but even even with that thought it it did feel like all of the because I, I would think that the things that people are talking about are the Everett Ross, Martin Freeman, and Julia Louise Dreyfus, and then the Ironheart, the scientist girl. Yeah. The scientist girl's integral to the plot of the movie. She Well, she's like the MacGuffin, you know? She's just moving it forward. Yeah, so I don't, I don't think... I think taking her out of the movie would not I, do well. I don't understand how the CIA would not be involved... Yeah. When they're dealing with an American citizen. Right. I Yeah. I don't know. And and I think that I think that Martin Freeman, I mean, he's in the first Black Panther. Yeah. And that's kind of like where his character has been. Yeah. Uh, in previous movies, so it it just felt like he's another character in this cast of characters. And are people forgetting that we now have Julia Louise Dreyfus and that's just a gift for us? Yeah, right, exactly. So, I mean, I'm not complaining. Yeah. Um but yeah, so phase four, I think it's kind of a weird phase, but the heights have been pretty high, um, but the lows have been pretty low. Well, the lowest is Eternals, which basically doesn't exist. Yeah. And then what else is there? Well, I mean, I, I think our review of it was kind of like a little bit rose-colored glasses because we had just seen a new Marvel movie, but I think Black Widow's kind of bad when i I think back on it no i actually didn't like that movie yeah so yeah that one wasn't great but even thor it's not it's i would if you look at it all it's more on the lower end for me middle to lower end but i look at that movie fondly like yeah i i think that movie was exactly what it needed to be yeah my only so my little thor side tangent is i i just i'm just finishing up one of the most famous thor runs in comics by walt simonson why is it famous what happens um, well, it has like the Ragnarok storyline. Cool. Um, it Hela, ha- it was in it. Hela is in it. Um, it has at least the alleged death of Odin, and a lot of good Loki stuff. There's just like a. It has the Frog Thor story. Oh, okay. It just has a lot of famous stories. Yeah. And um, 
And it's kind of cool because Walt Simonson, from what I've heard, he doesn't like do much with Marvel or any at all, but he still writes like Thor comics because he can just write like the character Thor. So he's like into mythology. He just like loves it. Yeah. Um, So anyway, well, I don't know if he still does, but in like recent history he has. Uh, But I've been reading that and the more I read that run, the more almost every issue I would finish, uh, I would just think like, oh, I know people love Ragnarok, and I really did like Love and Thunder, but I was like, we have, if you compare it to these comic books, we have not had, I would say, even a good Thor movie. Yeah, okay. I would believe that. Because the, the, There's these... always something negative about a Thor movie. Yeah. There are some really negative yeah. things, and I almost feel like the more they make them, the less negative things I feel towards them. Yeah. Uh, but even with the last one, there's just something about it that's just like... Oh, I think they. I kind of wish they did more with this thing, or like I feel like they're not. Well, I guess maybe Taika is the person to call out. Yeah. Uh, but like, I I feel like they're he's too afraid to really dig into X, Y, and Z, or something yeah. about a character. Right. Yeah, and and for me, I, I think I think it actually the the biggest thing is I really think that I I really think that Thor should be not he shouldn't be. Um, quippy. Oh, okay. uh, I think, is, I think does he, is he not like that in what you've read? No, in the comics, he is like, I am Thor, the god of thunder, son of Odin. But now he's like, been acclimated to the to I America. Know. You know, he's been Americanized. But it's just kind of like every single Marvel guy uh, lead is that. Well, T'Challa was, was like, wasn't, I know we only had him for one movie. Uh, well, we had him in some Avengers yeah. stuff, but like, definitely not. But yeah, I think that's like about it. Yeah, it's like him and Steve Rogers were the only ones that were earnest. Yeah. And actually Spider-Man is earnest, even though he is quippy. Yeah. But he's like an earnest person. But um, yeah, I think that that's a fundamental misunderstanding of Thor to make him like, I'm the god of thunder. But boy, isn't that weird that there's a giant over here? And it's like, no, not when you're a god. That's not weird to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's normal. So um. But the Christian Bale stuff really makes up for a lot. Yeah. No, I like that movie, but yeah. but truly reading that run, it's like every issue is better than all four of the movies. Does, does that get into the Love and Thunder stuff, what you've read? No, that's a famous run by, um, I think his name is Aaron Taylor, and that's in like 2014. So it's oh, a pretty recent nice. run. Um, or Yeah, I think it's Aaron. No, I don't know. Aaron don't, Taylor Johnson. Maybe, yeah. I'm that's, joking. It's the actor. Yeah, I don't know, but... But yeah, that's a famous run, which I'll I'll read at some point. But yeah, so if you like if you like Thor, you should read the Walt Simonson run. I think it's like sixty issues, and they're they're all really good. Cool. I got two left of his run. So, um, yeah. So that is that's Phase Four. I, I kind of like Phase Four. I I it, it is weird because there is it's like I I it's funny because I've heard so many people complain about how it's not connected like the other ones, but they're the same people who like during phase three and stuff were like, why can't we just have a movie where <laughs> we're like this person's doing yeah. this thing. I think we got that with this. Yeah. It's like, it's the same people complaining about Halloween. <laughs> yeah. Um, but let's talk about the TV shows. Cause I'm sure that people wonder if you're listening to this, you might be like, what did they think of all these TV shows? Well, we've seen all of them, but one, yeah, we have not watched Miss Marvel. We just kind of we fell didn't off have the time. Map. And you know what? I think for me, it's I not... already decided I'm gonna watch it without you. Yeah, that's great. I, I think I gotta I, I gotta just say no to some things. Yeah. 
Star Wars being probably number one. Yeah. I'm talking about shows. Well, now I'm in this weird uh, uh, vortex land where we watch Rise of Skywalker, and then I watch Obi-Wan Kenobi, and I'm like, you know what? I swear off Star Wars. I don't want to watch this stuff anymore because those things are terrible. Yeah. And then this Andor show comes out, and everyone and their mother is like, oh, this is like, this is not, this is great. Yeah. People who I trust their criticisms, who are critics, are like, oh, Andor rules. And so I'm sitting here, and I'm like, I was ready to just be done with this. And it's like Al Pacino in Godfather 3, just when I'm out, they pull me back in. Mm -hmm. But I'm still waiting on Andor because I want to watch it and enjoy it. Not, I don't want to have my my arms crossed sitting there like impress me. And that, that's where I'm at. <laughs> right. And I, I'm truly not ready to to give Star Wars a chance right now. Do you ever think you'd say those words? No. No, I thought that I would always be like more, more, more. That more, that's more. like I well, I know the Hobbit were they were terrible movies, the trilogy, but like other than that, we've only had the six movies. Yeah. So then when they come out with Rings of Power, it's like, oh my gosh, I might like there's a chance I could get into the Star Wars level yeah. of Lord of the Rings if the show is only subpar. Yeah. Oh, thank goodness it was so good. It, it know, is like a huge sigh of relief. It really is. And um that that reminds me. You said Lord of the Rings. Oh, and I thought of another series you love that has abandoned us, and that is Harry Potter. Oh, And, you know, yeah. we've covered the Fantastic Beast movies. Um, allegedly, according to insider reports, there have, there is no written script for another Fantastic Beast movie, even now. Yeah. And so and people are saying three? they've made three of a plan five. Just do a show, not of not a fantastic well, beast, but just like because it makes too much money, Micah. They they well, have no. But here's the thing: the the owner of Warner Brothers, yeah. he said a comment. I think he said something to the effect of J.K. Rowling's not relevant anymore. No, <laughs> he said. Uh, so maybe they wouldn't make money actually. Well, he said um, something to the the effect of. It'd be great to do more Harry Potter movies. We haven't had one in so long. <gasps> he said that something he along those even lines. Know those so, movies are out. I don't think he knows about <laughs> them. Bad. I know. <laughs> oh my goodness! They should just do a show. And I, no, I don't want that. Oh but, yeah. But I like. I don't even know if I would watch it. But I mean, it's like if if Warner Brothers, it's a business, and and they're looking at Disney, you know, and they're seeing them them doing too many shows, mind you, uh -huh. about their connected universes, Star Wars and Marvel, and it's like let's just give it a shot. Let's just do a show about Lupin, Professor yeah. Lupin, because he has a very Lupin. Well, no, no, no the the Lupin, uh, James Potter, and Sirius Black. Like, ser like seriously, they should just make a show about them three because. It's technically a prequel, but it's so far beyond anything that like Voldemort's not even like hardly a thing yet. You know, well, so we can't get into. I'm just saying, Harry like, Potter. why it's kind of low hanging fruit to me. I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah, and they well, would they would get a lot of people to watch it. I think one of the most overlooked things that a lot of these uh, people who are trying to make shared universe franchises just the, a huge thing that they are overlooking is Marvel has pulled it off, but they have source material yeah from the 60s yeah and they have literally hundreds of characters to choose from the well will never run dry harry potter doesn't no and many of these series that they try to do like that and then and then also if you're sitting there and you own a company you're like i want to make a shared universe there's two companies 
that have the actual source material. One of them is Marvel, ultra successful. The other is DC. Every movie, it's like a trip, and then the next movie is like, we gained our footing. Then you watch the next one, and you're like, is this one connected to that? Is this, what? <laughs> so if the two companies, only one of them can pull it off, maybe people should stop trying to make <laughs> shared universes. Yeah. So there's that. Or the other one poaches James Gunn. Right. <laughs> but TV shows, Disney yeah. Plus. Yeah. They kicked it off with WandaVision. Yeah. What did you think of WandaVision, Jordan? It was pretty good. Didn't stick the landing. No. I will. Uh, also, well. I got a big bone to pick with the shows that we discovered in the first show. Uh, we didn't know that uh, only a select few episodes had post-credit scenes. Yeah. And I think at the beginning, it's like, we didn't even consider that they would have post-credit scenes. Yeah. It's a show. And then we get to the last episode and we're watching it and there's all of a sudden a white vision and we're like, huh? Where did yeah. this guy come from? The and whole episode, the whole I episode, thought to myself, okay, when are they going to flashback and explain this Never character? did because they were expecting you to either fast forward or sit through the seven minute credits for a show to get to the post credit scene of that that explains that. A show that the previous episodes did not have. No, I was pretty pissed scene. about that. I was too. And then... Just every show since then, it's like, sorry, Micah, you got to fast forward to the end of every single episode. Yeah. Saying Micah because he's the remote guy in, the, in our relationship. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's all on him to yeah. fast forward. Um, the master of remotes. But it's not like a, like, because he's a man thing. Right, right. I just don't want the responsibility. Yeah. Um, but. Well, every time I grab the remote, I look at it and I say in my head, with great power, there must also come great responsibility. That's really why he gets it. So and then yeah. I click Desperate Housewives. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so then we, we, it's like every show now, it's like, it, it felt like at random spots within the show, there might be a post-credit scene, there might not be. Oh my gosh, it makes me so mad. Yeah. And and we, I don't want to jump ahead, but the She-Hulk post-credit scenes were fun because they were like jokes. They didn't, they didn't affect the plot. But you can't do a, a plot thing in a credit scene of a TV show. I mean, sitcoms already do post-credit funny gags just on TV. Yeah. So that, like, for She-Hulk, it's like, yeah, I'm used to something like that. But even still, it's it's weird. Yeah. Uh, yeah, WandaVision, I really liked it. The last episode, I really didn't like, and then I rewatched it before Doctor Strange, and I was like, yeah, actually, it's decent. But... Fun to see Evan Peters. Yeah. There, there were things about... You know, there's things naturally about a mystery box approach that, like, just never satisfy. Yeah, the the, the answer is never as fun as the mystery. Yeah. So it's kind of like you get to the end and you're like, oh, okay. That okay. is true. That's usually how you feel, you yeah. know? So it's always hard to But this to do. one wasn't just that. I also just was confused. Yeah. And then they came out with the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. That's pretty good. It was better than I thought it was going to be. Here's my hot take. Okay. That's the best of the shows. Okay. Because and and it's kind of it kind of stinks to say that because I think some of the other shows have been more like they've tried to do more dif different stuff. Uh, and this one's a little bit like it's just a Captain America movie that's eight episodes long. Yeah. But I felt like the story like actually followed through and the ending was good. Yeah. Yeah. The last episode and all the summing up was really good. And I also really liked how they there was the black Captain America that they met. I think Isaiah was his name. 
Oh, yeah. But, like, the government didn't want people to know that they had, like, tested it on a black man first. And yeah. I was like, dang, that's yeah. intense. That Especially uh, as when that show was coming out was very topical. Yeah. Um, and then they, oh, they came out with Loki. Actually, I think Loki's probably my favorite. Okay. That one felt like they they did pull it off. Mm-hmm. I liked the ending with Jonathan, uh, what's his name? I can't remember his name. It's not been seared into my memory yet. Yeah. Uh, with Kang, um, huh? It was his character name. Oh, Kang. okay. Uh, he was cool. Mm-hmm. He was having fun. Jonathan, Pr- no, not Price, but I'll look it up. Uh, but Loki was good. I do feel like it ebbed and flowed a little bit on the last light. Like, if I remember right, it's been a while. I feel like that show could have cut off like two episodes. Okay, sure. But it was still decent. Um, what do you got? It's, Quick. It's, oh, no, it's taking me a minute. I don't want to edit. There we go. Jonathan Majors. Jonathan Majors, yeah. Man, he's so good. Um, and then there was What If, which we started watching an episode. We were watching the animation, and it was like, I, I can't commit to this. We didn't finish it. Didn't uh, watch it. And I think that's okay. That's okay. That's okay. It's like when people recommend Clone Wars, and I'm like, I just can't watch that animation. I will never watch that. Yeah, and that's okay. Then we got Hawkeye. Hawkeye was a huge woof. Yeah, same. Started off okay, but the effects in that show were ludicrously bad. Yeah. And this is, so this is, I think this speaks to the Marvel, one of the Marvel TV issues I have is, I guess I don't know what the point is of making these shows Uh when they are trying to make them big budget movies but the budget is spread out over eight episodes therefore nothing can look quite as good as a two-hour movie i know i think loki has looked the best loki looks the best uh for sure but it's it's just kind of weird because it's like i I don't know if you're constrained to the tv why not drop the budget way down and go it's hawkeye he doesn't have to have he doesn't even really have to have he doesn't have superpowers neither does she they're just really great at combat. So they don't have to shoot arrows that turn into pink gum that look terrible. Yeah. Like, they can just shoot with real arrows, and that effect is going to be way easier to create. Yeah. Um, that one really whiffed the ending. The, the story just fell all over the place, too. Yeah, and bringing in Kingpin, as much as I like Kingpin, and I'm glad that it's still Vincent D'Onofrio in our universe, uh-huh. it was like... And then they just shoot him at the head in the end, and you're kind of like... They do? They kill him? They do, but he's alive. Oh, and it's okay. just kind of like, why even include this? Yeah. I don't know. It it was pretty bad. I didn't like that one. No. I think the first two episodes, I was like, oh, yeah. And then every episode after that, it got I'm, worse I'm a little worse. surprised I finished. <laughs> right. And then there was Moon Knight, which we... Already forgot about that show. We're loving, and guess what? Didn't stick the landing. It whiffed the ending again. And again, I feel like they went way too hard on the special effects, so it kind of looked bad. But, well, it did. It did. I, it is like, I, I understand that his costume is, his, uh, yeah, costume is very intricate. But come on, just, you have so much money. Just figure out a real costume. I know. That, that's breathable and, like, you can do stunts in. Because it looks so cool and it's a shame, especially because it's, like, the whole thing where it's white. Yeah. So it, it just never looks as good CGI because it's easier to tell that it is. Yeah. So... And therefore, it's like you just got to at least attempt, like, do half of the costume that's real. 
you know? Yeah. And then like make up the rest of it in a computer. It just what? didn't look very good. But the uh, Egyptian god that I'm forgetting his name. Gosh, he was cool. Conchu. Voice, voiced by F. Murray Abraham. F. Murray Abraham. I loved, I loved him. I loved the fight with him and the giant crocodile. Uh, that was just cool to look at. Yeah. Um, but yeah, other than that, it was just kind of a bummer of a. Yeah, and it's sort of, if I remember, it kind of just ended. Yeah, I don't remember specifically how. <laughs> it was kind of yeah. like it was kind of like okay, it's over, and then the credit scenes were like, I have another identity. Oh, Ethan Hawke was in that. Yeah, he was the best part, of course. I he mean, always is. Oscar Isaac did really well. Yeah, he was the best part. <laughs> um, but and you know, here's here's. Oh a, wait, sorry. What was Ethan Hawke's motivation again, too? Because I liked his motivation. I think he wanted to prevent evil from ever happening, so he Be, would before kill it people. even happened. He was a minority minority reporter. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, but I I liked it because it was precog. Yeah, he's a precog, and I I liked it because it was more of a religious bent yeah. to it that you know we just don't really get in these movies, and that like and that's fine. And so yeah. it just felt just felt a little different. Until it didn't. Until it didn't. Until yeah. it became a quintessential Marvel thing. Right. Um, and and one thing, I, it finally, like, truly hit me when we were watching Black Panther. I was like, you know what? They got to be done with these whole, the masks are just, like, CGI comer up around oh, their know. face. Yeah. I'm so sick of that. Yeah. Because no one, it's like, you can tell that no one has a real mask. It doesn't look real. It doesn't look good. And especially, like, the Ant-Man masks are, like, really ugly with the, like, reflective front. And it's like, just just create a helmet and put it on. You can make it out of styrofoam so the actor still hair, works. Though. We can't have that. I, I don't know. It, it's just kind of like, I mean, I think we talked about this many moons ago, but it's kind of like, it would it'd sort of suck if you if you really liked, if you were, like, a Marvel fan and then you got in one of these movies and it's like, okay, put these dots on your face. <laughs> All right, you're now Spider Man, and it's like, oh, I don't even get to wear a costume. I know how big of a bummer is that. So, and and you know, like when you watch Spider Man two thousand and two, it's huh? just like when you watch two when you watch the two thousand two. Oh, Tobey Maguire. Yeah. Okay. Um, I said it weird because I almost said it came out in two thousand, but it came oh. out in two thousand two. Uh, when you watch that movie, you're just like, it's a re like he's actually wearing a co like you can. Yeah, feel yeah, it yeah. and touch it and like you know, it looks so much what's better. What's funny about the Tom Holland Spider-Man is I've seen like videos of Tom Holland like flipping around because uh -huh. he can like be acrobatic. It's like a skill set of his. But it's just funny to know that he's never done it. <laughs> I mean, I know I know he probably has done something. Yeah. But it's like it's like you still couldn't put this person in an actual Spider-Man suit and just have him flip around a little bit. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's pretty dumb. It's yeah. like, why? What's the point of him being able to do a flip? I know. Well, it, that's kind of the funny thing about like the the male actors who all get like so ripped. And I'm like, if if I get hired for Marvel, I mean, I would get ripped if I needed to. But at the same time, I it, think that's exactly what every other person has said. But, but that is what Camille Nanjiani said. I said before. Yeah, but but if 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 I could, it'd be like. Hey, I mean, if we're gonna make like de-aged people and stuff, why not just give me a fake six pack? I don't care. Yeah, if they did it in three hundred, and I think we've said this before. <laughs> anyway, so there's that show, and now we have the final show that we've watched, which is She-Hulk. Mm -hmm. Do you want to take the floor for this one? Got a lot of issues with this show. Yeah, I do think it was funny and sweet. It started off and strong, 
Tatiana Maslany was really great. Great. Uh, she looked like Fiona from Shrek. Yeah. Um, I don't really know how she couldn't though, because she's a big green person. Mm-hmm. So that that's just kind of on me having an attachment to Shrek, I guess. Yeah. But the show looked. Which we so- need to take down those Shrek posters soon. I think. <laughs> Um, this just reminded me of this. Uh, this is a fun YouTube rabbit hole to go down is to look up Tim and Eric going on a press tour for their movie. Yeah. Or no, I think it was a show for their, uh, like season four or something. For like like their Tim and Eric awesome show. Great job. Just look up like some press tour that they did. It involves Shrek. It's amazing. Anyway. Yeah. The show just looked so wrong from the beginning. It, It, you know, they even like, Marketed it and said, this is going to be like a sitcom. Yeah. And it looked like a, like a movie. It looked like a movie. It was widescreen. Uh-huh. And every, everything just was so polished. It should look like it's always sunny. It should, it should look, look like, like a- it should look like, it should look low budget. Well, yeah. it should look lower budget than the millions and millions of dollars they spent on the show. Because it did, none, a lot of the jokes weren't landing for me, simply because of how it was shot and lit. And lit was not. It's like it, that is so important, and you don't even really think about it because you shouldn't think about it. Yeah. At, when you're watching something, but like when you're, th- this is so nitpicky. Yeah. But Community is like such a fun example about a changing sitcom because that has such a torrential history. Community. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think it was when. I think it was when it maybe went to Yahoo. Yeah, it was. Um, well, no, I know it was. I'm just trying to think because then there was a period of time when Dan Harmon wasn't there, but then they, then Yahoo like bought the show and Dan Harmon came back. He was all already this, back, but yeah, you're right. But like all that to say is later into the show and I'm thinking it was the Yahoo. And season, don't think you got away with that burp. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it was that Yahoo season. The lighting was different and much was, brighter. It was interesting because it's like, as I'm watching, I'm like, is the set different? But the set was exactly the same. Uh-huh. It, it was the 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 lighting was like you were saying, it's so much brighter. I I think that a lot of what people were wearing were different. I think that's because the lighting made it uh-huh. feel different, much brighter, and it just did not land as funny. Yeah, some of the writing really suffered to me in that yeah. season too. But like a lot of it just was not as funny or kooky and weird as previous seasons. Yeah, and I think a lot of it comes down to how it was lit and shot right it's so fascinating and that is the same with this show well yeah and it's it's weird because it's it it wasn't a good comedy yeah but it also wasn't a good legal drama yeah and i was really hoping for some like fun legal stuff yeah and the and the legal stuff they wrote was like it was like maybe a cursory glance at a Wikipedia article on stuff. I, you know yeah. I, I want if if you're gonna do something in a field in a specific field and you're going to do nine episodes about it or however many, you should probably know a little bit about criminal justice so that you can ha- you can make fun scenarios. Because the scenarios, yeah. I've read some She-Hulk comics, and they didn't touch those comics. Oh, yeah. I mean, they did because they based it on well, those I th- comics. I think but they had so much to play with yeah. that they didn't actually, like, they, they were, like, so excited to do it that they didn't, like, focus on one thing. So yeah. they didn't focus on the legal aspect of it. Hardly at all because it was so tempting. And it is that it's like this person who is an adult who never had powers now has powers, but she doesn't want that life. She just yeah. wants to be a normal person, but she can't be now. She is. That's like the show. She has to navigate that. 
Yeah. And now she's being treated differently. But that I feel like wasn't even fully, I feel like that was the most uh, figured out by yeah. the end of the show. But still it's like, there was a lot of there that for me, it was like, I left desiring more. Yeah. And then you have like the Marvel stuff where you have Tim Roth, the abomination. Yeah. You have like the, the big, big picture Marvel stuff. They also are trying to focus on. I know and all those three things. It's just so confusing. Doesn't work for me. The Matthew Murdoch thing. It's like, cool. We got, uh, I said almost a Courtney Cox. They did that terribly. What's his name? Uh, uh, something. Charlie Cox. Cox. Charlie Cox. I almost said Courtney. (laughs) Um, yeah, I don't like how they did it with him. And it, it felt like it was such a waste because it's like, that would be cool. This makes sense. Like, he yeah. would, you know, he's a lawyer. I don't know why he would go to LA, but whatever, you know? Yeah. And, and I don't even necessarily care that they like got together or whatever. No, I the think show's also that about makes her. Sense. Like yeah. she wants to find love. Um, I know people were criticizing that and I'm like, okay, let's Now that's cool a little nitpicky, but that being said with all the other things I was like, not really digging. That was another thing that was kind of like, what, and this it was just less, was kind of weird now. I don't know. It was less that they hooked up and more that I, I, I just, I, it was such a lame reintroduction for Daredevil. Oh, yeah. Especially okay. with like the ugliest suit I've ever seen. Oh, my gosh. It is probably the ugliest one that they've made. It probably is. Yeah. And it's designed by the guy who they introduced in the show. And, and it was that like, guy was not good. And it was like, dude, if this is the guy who's designing Marvel suits, you got to find a new guy. Yeah. Cause these all look bad and her suit looked bad. Yeah. Her suit was just a just like, gym workout shorts. uniform. Yeah. But I, Gosh, I boring. did really like the last episode where she went to the Kevin machine and oh, like, yeah, discussed. that was fun. That but was that, cool. That almost felt like they were all over the place the whole show. And they're like, but we do, we are going to the Kevin thing. Everyone like it all leads to the Kevin thing. Yeah. And it's like, was the whole show worth it right. for that? I don't think so. Well, and I, I also think, this is a dangerous thing to do, I think, because the show basically predicted what people's reactions to the show was going to be, and then it addressed those reactions. Oh, okay. Because it was like it was like you hate seeing women leads, right? Okay, well we're gonna do it anyway. Was like the vibe of the show, and I'm sitting there watching it, and I'm like, I don't hate women leads, so you're not really addressing me, and you're also not making a great show. So so maybe you shouldn't have tried to like assume that everyone would hate the show and just yeah. tried to make a good show. Yeah. Cuz when Her, you yeah. when you got to the end and it's like intelligentsia, here's all these guys that like want to kill women superheroes. It's like that is an interesting idea and making it uh, an allegory for the real internet. I don't think that that's inherently bad, but basically saying we know you're going to hate this show. Yeah. I I think that kind of makes you think like well maybe i don't like the show i know that's a weird thing and it is a perfect segue into black panther a female-led yeah. movie just because yeah because that's where the story is yeah not not and i because we were talking about this last night when we saw the movie i i felt like with captain marvel it was it was very like women positive women power movie and i liked that yeah about me too. that movie i thought it was done really Needed. well about yeah. Time. Oh, absolutely. This Black Panther is like only the second one that's like really female led. Um, Besides Black Widow. Oh, right. That movie is not just so bad that I forget that it exists. Right. But and kind of the Eternals. That movie definitely doesn't exist. Yeah. But like, but this movie, so Captain Marvel was very much like women power. That's awesome. We've needed that. And then this movie is like 
all female leads basically. But there's like two guys in this movie. Yeah, but but that's not like there's nothing like that going on in this movie. Yeah, and that it was just nice. Yeah, I I found it to be quite refreshing. Yeah, and uh, and again, that's I'm not saying that I didn't like the pre like quote unquote preachiness of Captain Marvel. Yeah, like, no, no, you know. I don't. Yeah, I don't think people could could get that from this because okay, Captain Marvel rules, and I yeah. loved the message of that movie. It was yeah. so good. Uh, but it, it was just, it was just cool because I mean, that was a part of Black Panther one that you and I really liked where it was like all these female characters like are awesome and they're, they're, they're not telling us why they're awesome. They're just showing us that they're awesome. Yeah. And, and so to see that it just feels natural when this next movie comes that it's like, oh yeah, that's where it would go. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, this movie rules. Should we talk some more about it? Yeah. So it's directed by Ryan Coogler, and the screenplay is by Ryan Coogler and Joe Robert Cole, who also worked on Black Panther. Uh, the cinematography is by Autumn Durald Arkapau, who did Palo Alto and uh, Loki. The, the show? Oh, wait, yeah. sorry. I mean, this is the cinematographer? Yeah. Okay. The, the music is by Ludwig Gorenson. Yeah, it is. Holy outdone yourself again sir yeah and i often do not notice marvel scores no no they're often not very good yeah this score was like insane it was so good he, i mean he's on another level he really ludwig is. is just doing it yeah i mean ugh, yeah movie comes out november 11th 2022 250 million dollar budget and now let's talk about some of the stuff surrounding it so Kugler let us know what his original plans were before the passing of Chadwick Boseman uh, thematically. He, he was excited to explore how in the comics, uh, Black Panther's pretty much like King since he was a child. Oh, okay. And I, I think his dad died when he was a kid. Mm -hmm. And so he was really looking forward to more of an idea with this version where his dad died when he was older and he becomes king when he's already an adult. And just like the idea of him um, like growing into kingship mm -hmm. as an adult. Mm -hmm. And then the other thing was the movie was going to be much more focused on the blip. Oh, and okay. it would be about all of them like grieving that loss of time. Oh, okay. With people. And now that does sound like a good idea, but thank goodness, because I have to admit I'm sick of hearing and seeing stuff about the blip. Okay. So do you know if that would have, if Namor would have been in that version? So Namor was always there. Oh, okay. So he was going to be in the movie no matter what. Um, and that's, that's what we know about what would have been the draft. Um, but then August 28th, 2020, Bozeman dies. Um, and Kevin Feige has this to say uh, a little bit afterward. He said, Chadwick Bozeman was an immensely talented actor and an inspirational individual who affected all of our lives professionally and personally. His portrayal of T'Challa the Black Panther is iconic and transcends any iteration of the character in any other medium from Marvel's past, and it's for that reason that we will not recast the character. Awesome. Because some people thought, you know, are they going to recast it? Yeah, I thought it was um, very interesting and personal that the character T'Challa, like, no one knew that he was sick. I know. Which is the what, ha yeah. like, Chadwick Boseman didn't tell anyone he was sick. Right. That was interesting. 
It was very interesting. They just basically were like, let's just do it how it happened. Because, yeah, because they're like one and the same to us. Yeah. In a respectful way. Yeah. And, and... So this is, I, and and I don't. I hope this does. This is obviously a huge tragedy, and but I do think it was handled really well. But but weirdly enough, I think this is what is like kind of exciting about, and and can make the Marvel movies different from the comic books. Because mm-hmm. the comic books, if they stick to this and just keep making this universe for another twenty years, actors are going to die. They're going to leave contracts. Whatever. And I know they've recast a couple of minor characters, um, well, and Bruce Banner. But if they stuck to this kind of thing, like they have a chance to do what the comics never do, which is like provide an ending to something. Mm-hmm. So like T'Challa has passed. That's it. There's no more T'Challa. There's no spinoff movie. Mm-hmm. Nothing. It's over. And the comic books can always be like, oh, here's a side adventure. Or they can be like, Doctor Strange resurrected T'Challa. And they do that kind of stuff all the time. And that's what's kind of fun. It's like, they'll always be Peter Parker, Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah, right. No matter if he dies a hundred times or not. Yeah. There will always be that. But with the movies, they have an opportunity. If they they tried, and it seems like they are trying, it'll just be whether it starts like failing. Yeah. Whether they go back, but... Like, I, you know, I always hope that they don't, like, make a new Iron Man or something. And yeah. then they make this movie and there's this new character who's making Iron Man suits. And I'm like, okay, that's how you do it. Yeah. You can still give people Iron Man, quote unquote, but it, it's like a different version. Yeah. Therefore, it's, like, to me, it's in, incomparable. Yeah. So I I just hope that they stick to their guns, you know? And, and some, you know, I just hope that there's not a day where like anthony mackie has done two captain america movies and then they're like okay chris evans is still in shape let's bring him back right you know because it's it's interesting and it makes it unique Uh from the comics and and that goes into one of my biggest points about this movie is this to me felt like i won't say the first but this truly felt like a sequel to black panther and because of the extenuating circumstances of his death, it felt like it just it just felt like no, this isn't necessarily a comic book movie. This is a sequel to a movie we made with these real actors. I don't know if that makes sense. I, I see what you're saying. It just felt like a singular experience. Mm-hmm. It was maybe a bit cathartic. Mm-hmm. Um, that that just it just felt so unique amongst Marvel movies. Yeah. And I really liked it. But, um, so back to uh, less insane stuff. Uh, They got the idea to adapt. So Namor is like basically an Atlantean. Yeah. And there's like Atlantis. Okay. In the comics. But they wanted to adapt it as a Mesoamerican. Yeah. Um, And so they got this idea from a book published in 1882 called Atlantis... The Antiluvian, Antiluvian World, which is a pseudo-archaeological book by Minnesota populist politician Ignatius L. Donnelly. Uh, Whoa, cool name alert. <laughs> Donnelly considered Pluto's account of Atlantis as largely factual and suggested that all known ancient civilizations were descended from this lost land. And mm-hmm. that's what that book's about. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought you would get a kick out of that, I so I made that. sure. You knew about Ignatius? 
No, just that idea. Oh, yeah. So um, I think that's when it was popularized in 1882. So they, they kind of adapted that, and that's why he had, you know, instead of just making him, like, white Atlantean, they did yeah. this kind of, like, I think Aztec or Mayan? Mayan. Mayan. Kind of Mayan offshoot thing. And here's a hot take I'm going to say. Now, I've not read a ton of Namor, but I've read a lot of the original Fantastic Four, and Namor is in it. And I love Namor. Great character. I thought the movie was a better was a better character than the the comic cool. books. Like I was just like, okay, cool. I love this guy, and this is so much more interesting. Um, Letitia Wright was injured and temporarily hospitalized, fracturing a shoulder and a, getting a concussion. Ow. Um, Dorothy Steele, who portrayed the Wakandan merchant tribe elder in the first film, died. Huh? I don't remember who that was, okay. but I'm when this movie was getting ready to come out, I was like, this movie's cursed. Yeah. Letitia Wright's getting hurt on set, COVID hits, Chadwick Boseman dies, this other woman dies. Wasn't and then there's some weird anti vax stuff happening. There there was I, I so Letitia Wright shared this video that was basically like saying how maybe there's some possibilities that the vaccine isn't good or something like that and so she got a lot of criticism video was taken down and then we weren't sh no one knows if she got vaccinated which at the time when they were filming this you would have been required right would have been required so there was that going on as well so there was just a lot of there was a lot of weird stuff there was just a lot against this movie yeah uh ryan coogler was arrested at one huh? point why because um, someone thought that he had like tried to rob this bank earlier. Stop. Oh, I remember that. Wow, I forgot that happened. Yeah, and he didn't try to rob the bank earlier. Yeah. Uh, so oh it was my just gosh, like, I forgot that happened. Yeah, I was like, this movie is not gonna yeah. be good. Yeah. And then I'm watching the movie, and in ten minutes, I'm like, I'm happy to happy to say that they pulled this off. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And that's I, <laughs> that's what I got on the notes of this wild movie. Oh my gosh, that's it's crazy. like just kind of like a cursed production almost. Like the movie shouldn't be this good. I know. Yeah, totally. So the the person who plays Namor is Tanakh or Tanach Huerta. Um he is also in the Purge the Forever Purge. Sin Nombre, Diaz de Garcia, a lot of a lot of Mexican movies. Uh, and a million other things, right? He's in Narcos and a million other things. Man, this guy was so good. Don't you think so? Oh, yeah. He was he was absolutely incredible. Yeah. Um Okay, yeah. So then um who else have, oh okay. Dominique Thorne played Riri, who's the American scientist. Um she's in If Beale Street Could Talk. Judas and the Black Messiah. Oh, I did not recognize her, but she we've seen her in two movies so far. Yeah. Um, and that's about it, actually. Oh, wow. And then, I mean, there's not much, not much new people in this cast, I gotta say. Right. I think that's about it. Am I forgetting anyone? Julia Louise-Dreyfus, have we ever covered her? No, we haven't. Guys. Seinfeld. Seinfeld. V. The old Veep. adventures of new or the new adventures of old Christine, the the woman grows Emmys. 
The New Adventures of Old Christine. That's a CBS show that also won a ton of Emmys. If you put her on a show, you're going to win Emmys. Oh, did she star in that? Yeah. I would like She's to watch that. She's Old Christine. Oh, okay. It, it's like a She's classic. She's one of the funniest people alive. Oh, absolutely. It's a classic. Um, I mean, it's a CBS comedy. But I, I'd imagine there's probably some goodness to it because she's in it um, where, you know, it's like, oh, I'm middle aged now. How do I get my groove back? New adventures, old Christine, you know, that kind of thing. OK, OK. Awesome. <laughs> Wasn't she a cast member in SNL? Briefly. <laughs> she might be one of those like one season or people. I'm going to look it up. Look it up. Yeah. She was on SNL from 1982 to 1985. Oh, OK. A couple of years mm-hmm. or three or four. Something like that. I've never seen a sketch with her. Maybe she just wrote. No, she's on it. Oh, really? Cast member. Oh, okay. All right. Well, uh, on the wait, she oh, oh, she was there. in the cast with Jim Belushi. Um, oh, what's that guy's name? Oh, Martin Short. <laughs> uh, and Billy Crystal. And other people I recognize. I just don't know what their names are. Sure. But that is like I'm looking at a cast that I like. I, I don't know if I've ever seen a sketch from this cast before. <laughs> yeah. Must must have been their dark years. Yeah. Whatever. It is. And, and any any SNL documentary I've ever seen, which has been like kind of a lot because my dad likes that oh, kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah. It, they always talk about the dark period where the show's like almost always constantly getting canceled or something like that. Yeah. But I feel like that's been the show since it's been <laughs> since it's been on air. Well, yeah, SNL's so strange because. You can have a season like that, and I don't know anything about those seasons. I, yeah. I'm not a SNL buff. No. But it's like all those people are really funny, and it might have sucked. Yeah. And yet they go on and make – I mean, Tim Robinson was on SNL for one season. He's one of the was funniest – Was he on it, or did he write for it? He's on it. You can okay. watch sketches with I don't with think him. I've ever seen him in a sketch. He's one of the funniest people alive, and he, uh, you know, he's on one season. Hmm. Yeah. You know. And then you have like Pete Davidson doing like four or five or whatever. And I'm like, he, to me, I don't find him very funny. You know? Yeah. It's just kind of interesting. Let's get into spoilers. Okay. Spoiler alert. 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 So the movie begins. And we are just thrown right into the situation. Yeah. Uh, Shuri is is frantically going about, and you're hearing people, and you you immediately know they're talking about the king. The king's about to die. Yep. And she's trying to create it. So, granted, I forgot that in the first movie, Michael B. Jordan burned all of the Black Panther plants. Oh, I didn't even think about it in this movie. So that could have saved him? I think so, oh. um, but they kept... Because oh, she's, she's trying to create it. She's trying to create it, and kind of the whole movie, I was kind of like, I'm trusting you, movie, but also, why don't they just go pick one of those plants? I forgot about the plant completely, so I was just thinking, like, she's doing medical stuff. <laughs> right. But, uh, no, so the plant is gone, because he burned all oh, of it. Oh, okay. So... And that's why at the end of the movie, they're planting the flowers. Yes, Oh, yeah, yeah. I thought that was just like, my mom died. We're planting a flower in her. No. Okay. So she's trying to figure out the thing and she's using like his DNA to try and find it and stuff like that and figure out how to synthetically create the fruit again. Yeah. And, um, and people keep telling her that she needs to go be with him. I know. And, oh my gosh, it's just heartbreaking. And then 
uh, I want to say Angela Ram- Bassett. Yeah, but like it's like it's like Ra- Ramadan or something like that. It's not Ramadan. <laughs> it's not Ramadan. It's, it starts with an R. Ramonda. Ramonda comes out and uh, is crestfallen like this. Yeah, he just died. Yeah, and and she she's crazy and sure he's like whatever the computer's name is like computer. Give me his vitals. What's his? What are his vitals at? And it just cuts. It just cuts. Yeah. And it, it, it's a great, it's just, it was a really brilliant way to start the movie. Well, not only that, it cut, then we get a moment of silence yeah. with the Marvel oh banner flashing and it's only T'Challa yeah. stuff. That, oh my gosh, this movie that made me cry. That almost hit me the most, actually. I, I didn't quite get there, but I was, I was fighting it so hard. Uh-huh. Man. They've they've really learned how to weaponize that opening crawl. They really have. Because you remember after Stan Lee yes. died, I think it was Captain Marvel, I think. Yeah, uh, that sounds right. That was the first movie after he died, and it was all his things, and I started crying. Yeah. So it's it's really special, and it's just silent. Yeah. And then it's the funeral. Mm-hmm. And I, I love... So, like, one of the themes in the, of this movie that's really cool is you have Shuri, who's very much like, I believe in science, all this ancestral plane and stuff like that. It's cool, whatever. I it's think, not real. I, I think she's having, she's, it's become a strained relationship for her because she, it's almost like she's choosing not to believe in the ancestor thing because yeah. they didn't save her brother. Yeah. Eventually, they didn't save her mom. And, like, it's almost like, you know, I I prayed to God, but he didn't answer me kind yeah. of thing. And then especially when she does the Black Panther stuff, it's even further. So it's she, her heart has been hardened towards the ancestors. Totally. And and so, like, that's a great theme right there. Yeah. She's going to have to be discovering that. And um, But it, it's, it's cool. I like this movie's relationship with death because I think it's – it's doing a good job of showing kind of a unique perspective and then also honoring this man that we all love. Yeah. Uh, it's just such a, I don't really know how they pulled this off. I know. Cause you know, there's like, like another famous death would be Paul Walker, yeah. which we talked about. And I think it's a good send off for that series. They do yeah. a really good job, Yeah, but it's nothing like this. Yeah. Um, and so, so in the, they're having this funeral and you're seeing how everyone's like celebrating yeah. And stuff. And it's like a party. And there's even smiles on people's faces as they're dancing. But there is still mourning. It's not a. Yeah. Like, like there is time to mourn. Yeah. It's just an interesting relationship where it's like, yeah. we're not going to be, we're not going to reject the sadness, but we're not going to reject the joy either. Yeah. And um, they have a great, it's great world building too. Because oh yeah. they're not explained. There's so little that's explained to us pretty much. Yeah. Um, about Wakanda, but because they don't need to. Yeah. And it just makes it feel like such a lived in world. Totally. And, and uh, one thing we have to talk about is Ruth Carter coming back for the uh, costumes. Yeah. She Man, won an they Oscar last time. And I hope she wins another one. It's nuts, though, because, you know, Jordan and I have been talking about this a lot this year, how... You know, we have all these superhero movies, and often, often, the costumes are not good, not great, but actively bad and ugly. Yeah. And this movie is is a testament to how, like, if you go for it, I mean, like, everyone wears something that's interesting and cool. Yes. 
And and part of it is like they established that in Black Panther, and yes. they wanted to create something that really delved into African culture. Yeah. So they had a lot to mine from. Mm-hmm. And so this movie's just like a natural extension, like let's keep doing that. Mm-hmm. But it's so nuts how like every suit that Shuri wears throughout the movie, I was like, cool. I like to look at this. I know. Same with Angela Bassett. Same with every character. And when I'm watching another one, and I, I guess I should just say blockbusters in general. Yeah. A lot of times it's like, oh, okay. That's not very interesting. Well, it's almost like, I, I don't know what it is. Because if I think about it, you know, this is like a a, cult, a fictional culture I don't know anything about. As well as a, a it pulls from real culture that yeah. I really don't know anything about either. That I find very beautiful. Yeah. And I don't like question any choice that's made. Yeah. Aesthetically. But like, it makes me think of like, you know, we saw the Ant-Man trailer like before the movie. And which honestly looks pretty fun. I, 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 I they're doing a lot. The trailer was good. I don't have faith that they'll stick the landing because they haven't the last two movies. But yeah, one like so Michelle Pfeiffer's going to be that movie, obviously. Um, and I, for some reason, am so bothered by Michelle Pfeiffer's look in uh-huh. these movies. And I know Jordan, Jordan can get nitpicky about no, these kinds of things. It, but it but, doesn't like, look natural she, or right she's very beautiful she's always been beautiful but like she just doesn't look her age mm-hmm. they're like it whether it's marvel or her or a little bit of both they're just trying so hard to make her not look her age and all, therefore she's just wearing such like of the like such fashionable clothing yeah i guess but it's like what if they made her wear something like kind of weird and out there because she lived in this quantum realm she was trapped in a quantum realm yeah. for so long I'm, I'm not sure if i would buy that she would just like pick up a really nice duster that she ends the second movie in and it, i got so mad for some reason yeah. for for no reason uh, but it, it's like but also i think if they did something like that may i probably have a problem with it too yeah which means it's probably a me thing. But does that no, make I sense what I'm good, trying to say? No, I think that's a great point. And I, I do get what you're saying. Um, that there's just a... I, I feel like we are always bashing the Ant-Man movies. But I, I just... Those are boring. <laughs> I just think... Uh, you know, we talked about lighting earlier in this episode. Yeah. Costumes, I think to a viewer, it's like you don't really notice them... But but they are really important, mm-hmm. um, and and I think it helps. That's like the, a kid's favorite part about these movies, right? And and this reminds me, no, well, probably the action. But well, you don't think a kid's like l- loves you? You as a kid didn't love Spider Man's costume. Oh yes, you know I what see I mean? What you mean. I was thinking of like everyone's costume and noticing everything. Doesn't matter. No, just as a kid, like especially your favorite character. But I it it makes me think too. Just the because I'm thinking of how cool. The, um, I think they call them Telokins in this movie. I'm just going to refer to them as Atlantans, Atlantans, yeah, like, even though yeah. they purposely didn't call them that because they didn't want there to be too much confusion with Aquaman. Yeah, I can look it up if you want. Which is smart. I'm just going to go with Atlantans because okay. I'm going to forget the other one. But they look so cool. They look awesome. Interesting design, interesting... Uh, They're blue, but they don't look like Navi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, but what I think is interesting... And I, it must be like a key to this. When you're creating a fantasy world, you you have to research like reality. Yeah. Because Wakanda, based in a lot of African tribes, uh, uh, and then you brought up Navi, like Avatar. They studied a lot of uh, uh, native, yeah, uh, indigenous people and stuff, and and 
took stuff from that for their designs. And then the same with the Mesoamerican mm-hmm. Mayan stuff for this movie. And it just makes it look more interesting and more lived in. Definitely. Um, which, hey, it's a reminder. Uh, in, in, in two weeks on Patreon, we're covering Avatar. Yeah. But the, I think that the, this movie, because of those cultures that they can pull from, they just get, they're, they're a, it's like a leg up that they have. Yeah. Because it's not even worth talking, like comparing that to an Ant-Man movie. Right. Or a Doctor Strange movie. Doctor Strange, they have some pretty cool outfits. But like no, no other movie in the franchise pulls from culture necessarily. Yeah. Um, I think obviously. Well, Shang-Chi did. Well, I'm saying that they're starting to yeah. a little bit more. Because um, Shang-Chi totally does. Shang-Chi has some cool costumes in that one too. Uh-huh. Um, but that's it's almost like because they can pull from inspiration when... Like you look at, well, you can't change Spider-Man's costume. You can't. That's a travesty. But like, yeah. I don't know. Certain other characters, you just can't maybe deviate so far from certain how people look. And then it's also like Peter Parker is just a kid from Queens. But he has to wear just jeans and a sweatshirt. But well, I will, I will take that point. But I'll raise you that uh, Spider Verse. Now I know it's an animated movie and everything. But they they did create a culture with Miles Morales. But they were able to because of the character. Yes, I know, I know. But I'm just saying, like, I I don't think that you can't find. I think you have to dig a little deeper, yeah. f- especially for white characters, to yeah. find something that's like culturally significant. Yeah. Um, but I think you can find some stuff that maybe makes it a little more unique. You know, he's a kid from Queens. Dig into Queens, you know. Yeah. Which I they do a decent job with. You know, Spider-Man. Maybe that's not the best example because he does feel like a kid who's in high school. Yeah. You know, but... Thor, Thor has it too because they, it's Nordic gods and stuff. But yeah, for, there's something about that that for me, most most fantasy is just pulling from like Nordic, Celtic, medieval times. Yeah. And, you know, because we have so many things like that. So watching a movie with like Wakanda and the the Atlantis people... Basically, we have so much of like traditional fantasy in uh-huh. our lives. Yeah. And I'm lumping Thor in with that a- aesthetically, that it is more interesting to me to find a, to st- look at, a, a pull from a culture that I have nothing from. Like that I, sure. that I have no knowledge of. Yeah. That it's more, it is like j- literally more exotic and interesting. Yeah. More because it's like, right off the bat. What is this about? Yeah. Yeah. That's a good. I feel that's like that was point. really long-winded. <laughs> hey, that's what a, that's what podcasts are. Um, yeah, so they they have the funeral of of uh, T'Challa, and then Ramondo becomes queen again. Yeah. Um, and then there's this great scene where we go to the UN. Um, oh yeah. And and the the see this is another thing I really liked about this movie is I feel like it didn't it didn't just go because you know you kind of have a hard reset your your main character died yeah but instead ryan coogler's like oh well we still should talk about those things that we established in the previous movie because at the end of the movie t'challa said hey we're gonna start sharing our education and stuff like that with the world and then the un's like hey we're pissed off at you guys because you guys haven't been sharing stuff and then the queen brings in which it's intercutting to the scene that happened earlier her her agents bring in all of these like 
secret assassins who tried to break into one of their learning centers mm-hmm. to steal information from them. Mm-hmm. And she's going, this is, this is what happens when we share your information. Our king is dead. We, we, she's basically like, we just can't do it. Well, she's not there, trustworthy. She had a really great line that I can't remember because one of the people from the UN, she was saying like, basically they don't, they don't, they can't like the UN is set up so that they can hold other countries accountable. Therefore yeah. they don't feel comfortable as a world to let one nation be in control of this vibranium that is so dangerous. That can yeah. be so dangerous if, if it gets into the wrong hands, basically saying we don't trust you guys yeah. to have this resource. When she says something like, I'm more worried about what happens if it gets into your hands. Yeah. Obviously we, and then she has that demonstration. It's like, obviously we have it under control. Yeah. Peace. And then we we go to this like place out in the Atlantic because mm-hmm. the rest of the world's like, okay, vibranium is the most important element in the world. Where can we find it that's not in Wakanda? Is it somewhere else? He's starting to bite my leg. <laughs> <laughs> he wants to play, man. But so they are now they're they're at this underground location they found not underground, underwater location, and they found more vibranium. They they found any vibranium that doesn't that is not found in Wakanda. This is like huge. Yes, um, and doesn't really as far like up until this point, even the Wakandans didn't know that that was possible. Right. So, and it, it's a U.S. Mil- U.S. government thing. Sure. I think. Yeah. I mean, they're all Americans, so that's just why I'm saying that. Right. Um. And the the one girl, I can't, I don't know what her name is. Um, I recognize She's basically her. a cameo, but I was like, oh, okay, so she's in this movie. And then she dies, but I was, but we don't like see her die, you uh-huh. know? And, I, and when they were talking about this American, I was like, oh, she, it must be her, because that, oh, that yeah. girl's famous. Yeah. What is she from? She's in an Ashton Kutcher movie that I know about. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, I'll, I'll look her up, but like, it was, it seemed a little odd. Yeah. But maybe it's not as odd as I think it is. No, I, I mean, I don't think she's, like, that famous. I just recognized her, but I couldn't even name a movie. So I, th- I think she was in, I think it was a fair play casting situation. It's Lake Bell. Um, she is in In a World, No Escape, oh. No Strings. It's complicated. She's in a lot of, I think, chick flick stuff. I think she's in a Comedy Bang Bang episode, too. I think that's what oh. I recognized her from. Uh, Bless This Mess. With Dak Shepard. Okay. I don't know what that <laughs> but is. She, but she's in a ton of stuff, so I was just a little I was surprised. Yeah. But here is where Ludwig officially, I'm like, no way. Because he starts hearing, like, like the Americans start hearing this strange sound. And it's basically sirens of the sea. Yeah. And the Man, Am- this was cool. Mermaids. Yeah, the, the, like, Atlantans are out there like creating the sound and making people jump off of the boat and drown themselves. And it's so cool because the, the score was just like, he he's making an interesting sound with a score, but he's not making something that like hurts your ears or anything. No, I actually it's thought really it was haunting. part of the score. And I feel like that was a little intentional. Yeah. Um, and until people started reacting to it. But yeah, that whole sequence, I mean, action was interesting. It was scary. Yeah, and and like the presentation of of uh, Namor, you know, he's just kind of shrouded in the dark up in the sky. This <coughs> uh, it might be one of the first scenes because this is before he goes to Wakanda. Uh huh. 
the first part of this movie is too dark for me. I I actually have a hard time seeing what's yeah. happening. Here's here's what I'm confused about. Um, as far as modern day color grading, it's it's confusing to me that a lot of stuff is like lit. So it's a lot of it's lit very flat, and then um, and then it's color corrected very dark. But what I find interesting is like a lot. I've I've heard that you know they kind of color grade things so that on any device you can see it and it looks fine. Uh-huh. But I feel like if I watch a movie from the seventies, if I look at it on any device, I will be able to see everything better. Uh huh. So I'm not sure. I don't think that that's a true thing. No. Because it's like I, yeah. I can watch Halloween from nineteen what seventy seven no nineteen seventy I think the first Halloween and it's like you can see everything that happens in every scene. Mm-hmm. Whereas and that, that takes place at night, right? Like whereas if I'm watching Stranger Things, I have to like make sure there's no light on in my house so I can see the yeah. show. I know this was like you couldn't put throw the moon up in the sky so we can get some kind of reflection <laughs> on the water. I, it didn't. It didn't bother me too much because uh, I forgot my glasses and I didn't know how much of that was playing into it. Uh, none. Well, <laughs> okay, yeah, I mean, definitely okay. part of it. I kind of feel like though with this scene, like you were, it was supposed to be very hard for you to see them. Yeah, that was kind of the point, but also I think it was still too dark. And then the scene later, when he when he uh, surprises Ramonda and Shuri uh-huh. at, at Wakanda, it's like I I I don't know. I really can't see much. Oh, okay. And I, I think I'm supposed to be seeing it. Yeah. I wonder if that's our theater. I know that's the other thing is like is a, the brightness up on the in the theater like to what the standard should be? Or, yeah. You know. I guess we'll know when we watch it on Disney Plus. Yeah, that'll be the true test. Yeah, but, um, but yeah, this this is a pretty scary scene. It's awesome. Yeah, especially when um, her and the guy in the helicopter are flying away, and they've seemed to have made it. And then, so, and then it they, you don't on, see yeah. what happens, but something grabs onto them. But it's Namor. Yeah. Yeah, and then you kind of see his outline, and then, and then this is great because this sets up. That like the U.S. and and countries think, oh, Wakanda did this because we found vibranium. vibranium. Yeah. So we're gonna have to get them, which is why they have to wrangle Everett Ross into the situation. And the reason why that Lake Bell's character came there is to look at the machine that was down there to mine the vibranium um, yeah. was broken, and the yeah. Atlantis people broke it. That I actually I don't think they knew it was broken yet. They did. That's what they were looking at. Oh, really? I thought they were confirming that the, it was vibranium. It was, but they also mentioned that the machine was broken. Oh, okay. Yeah, I just missed yeah. that. Um, but yeah, so then uh, the... the I actually, I think the next scene is when we actually meet Namor. Okay. It, I mean, we can, we're going to skip around. We so, just yeah, saw it's been, it. It's been about a year... No, it's been a year since yeah. T'Challa's death. Um, and Shuri has been working that whole year to... Her, her, basically, the rest of Wakanda has been working to be prepared for any type of threat that could come their way because they don't have a Black Panther anymore. Yeah. Um. So they're just trying to be for prepared as prepared for whatever they can, uh, which means she's been overworking. Yeah. And she has not grieved her brother right. properly. Um. So her mom wants to go on a drive with her, have a, have a night in the bush, um, where they can process it together. I think Ramonda says like once it's been a, a year since you've lost someone, it's time to stop mourning. And yeah. we now ha- it's now you have a new relationship with the dead. And you burn the funeral clothes that you wore. Yeah. 
I um, love that. Yeah. Yeah, and a year's a good amount of time of more. Like, I don't, I don't feel like the queen is saying, you know, don't mourn. It's like, but no. now the mourning period is over. Yeah. And then that's when they get into more ancestor talk that Shuri's like, I, I basically, she's like, if I think about T'Challa too much, it makes me want to burn the world down because yeah. nothing makes sense to her anymore. And then Ramonda says something like, there's something about your brother I've never told you. Do we ever find out what that is? Um, Oh, it would have oh, been probably the, the son. The son, yeah. Yeah, that yeah. would be it. Okay. Yeah. Which was, well, we'll talk about that when we get there. Yeah. Um, that kid was cute. Uh, could not have, I mean, he's the best cast of character in all of the Marvel <laughs> Universe. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I guess it's just to skip to that. I, I did not think that was going to happen, had no idea. And it was genuinely like to my heart, I felt touched by that moment. Yeah. That, that's one of the best credit scenes ever. Oh yeah, easily. Um, and it, it like continued the story. It was like a nice little epilogue instead yeah. of just a random joke, which I like the jokes too. Yeah. But you know, um, but then Namor comes out of the water and he flutters out of the water with his winged feet. Oh, he looks so cool. Do you like the winged feet? I love the winged feet. Okay, I I heard. So I love his elf ears. I some I saw someone. I might have been Demi Adijuibe, but might not have been him who said like the winged feet are so stupid. What isn't that part of his character? Yeah. I so love why, the wing feet. I don't know. Do you, it's like, maybe he doesn't read comic books, whatever, whatever, whatever. But it's like, you can't say something stupid when it's been around for decades. Like, that's just who he is. I mean, obviously, yeah. you can have an opinion about everything. But it is a little and silly. Again, it might not have been Demi. It might oh, have been I know, someone but it's else just, I follow. It's a little silly when people are like, say something like, it's just weird that, you know, the web just comes out of Spider-Man's, like, wrist. Right. That, like, actually doesn't make sense. And it's like, no, it doesn't. And it's cool. Let's move forward. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I love them. They're super. I cool. love the winged feet. Yeah, and and I they, I, they like they looked really good. I thought. Oh, I thought they looked awesome. Yeah, man, the scene when they they looked as good as Matthew the Raven from the Sandman. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, man, Sandman's reached technology on birds that man they should win some kind of award. I know. For, I know. For I don't FX really get just it. for that achievement they, alone. They had to do puppeting, puppeteer. I don't know what the, I don't know what the bird set. though. The dragon, I think. No, so. no, no. I mean, th- th- there has to be because, like, um, what's that show that has James McAvoy? Um, oh, um, his dark, dark material. materials. Yeah, they have puppeteers on set who do everything, and then they put the CGI. Oh, maybe over that's them. it because that show. Lo- what the trailers I saw for that show looked out of this world. Yeah, so I I think it's got to be like that idea where Matthew the Raven is puppeteered, and then they, you know, CG over him, but it gives them all the reference oh, they need. So good. Where were we? Oh yeah, but like the the scene, um, jumping ahead. But when we get his backstory, oh, and when gosh. he's a kid, and they they come back to land to bury his mom, and they find that coloni like settlers yeah. have taken over their homeland, and the kid like just drifts up on his yeah. winged feet. Oh, it was so cool. Yeah, like what a power move from this twelve year old. I know. Yeah, the the winged feet are cool, and I what I also liked about it is. Um, I don't know. Maybe this is a big statement to say, but you know, we have a lot of flying heroes Mm -hmm. and, um, I think if if you kind of look at the, at the, you know, history of superhero movies, like you have Superman and then you have some other flying heroes and stuff like that. And then Zack Snyder, like really makes a distinct decision about the flying of Superman. That's like one of the good things about the movie. Like, like the look 
of the Superman flying in Man of Steel is like, oh, I hadn't seen it portrayed this way. Is it something you can describe? Not really. It oh. just had this force of power and yeah. this quickness where it just felt like, whoa, that looks crazy. Yeah. And we hadn't really seen that. Yeah. And Namor, maybe not quite to that degree of like setting up the, you know, a new thing, but he felt like because he has the wings, the way he would bounce off the air and stuff just looked really unique to me. Yeah. Uh, in, in a world where every single movie that's a blockbuster has flying people around, I was like, that's kind of interesting. Well, it's, he has to look different because we see where he gets his flying power from. Yeah. Rather than just it being within him, you know? Right. Uh, but yeah, he yeah. comes up out of the water and surprises them. And uh, they are so surprised because no one gets into Wakanda yeah. without people knowing. Um, and he says that there is like Americans have found vibranium. Yeah. Uh, and you know they're not believing him because it's impossible to them. Yeah. And he's he's saying like, tr- and, but they say like, look, he's covered in vibranium. Yeah. Which is cool. Yeah. Um, and he says Big like, takeaway, cool. Yeah. And I'm assuming he ha- he knows that they have a relationship to the outside world, and that's why he goes to them. I can't quite remember, but like he keep gives them the task of you guys need to find the person who created that machine and bring her back, bring the person back to us, and we're going to kill that person to make sure that that machine can't be created again. Yeah. And people in the outside world can't infiltrate. I think he goes to them like, wouldn't you guys want this too? Yeah. Because you guys are also isolated. Yeah. But I'm also putting it on you guys to figure it out. Yeah. And, and, and this is, this is what another thing that I loved about this movie is like the first movie, Ryan decided to tell a story that was like epic kingdom stuff. Yeah. It, it, it is in the Marvel universe and that's cool, but it felt very like, Oh, this is like world politics. This is, you know, there's a lot of like allegories to previous world things and events that have happened. And it's just, I, I like, I think that's the move. Cause it's a kingdom. It's Wakanda, yeah. the King, the queen, like make it the fantasy epic. Yeah. Which is why the movie's so long in addition to, yeah, his death and everything. It's like uh, this movie should be one of the long Marvel movies. I, yeah, I agree. So you know when they're setting this up and it's like okay they have shared interests but they would want to go about it in two different ways. It's like okay, yeah, this is a good story. Yeah. So then they discover that it's this scientist who's in Cambridge, Harvard, Harvard, Cambridge. Same um, thing. Oh, okay. And uh, and so they go, uh, uh, Shuri. And I never remember her name, yeah, I'm but the up. cool bodyguard that I remember on our original episode of Black Panther, we yeah. talked about her often and how much we like her. Okoye? Okoye. That's a guess on how to pronounce it. That sounds right. Um, yeah. Okoye and Shuri go there and Okoye convinces the queen, hey, let me take Shuri. It'll be good for her, mm-hmm. which sets up one of my favorite moments for Angela Bassett where yeah. it's like, you're on a whole other level here. Yeah. Um, so they go there, they find the scientists. There's some nice humor, pretty sweet. Um, after talking to Everett Ross and then, and Did then it sound different to you this time. No. Oh, okay. No. And you know what I noticed? So, uh, I just watched spider head, uh, which stars Chris Hemsworth Commonly uh, mistaken with Spider-Man. 
And in that movie, Chris Hemsworth is doing the Benedict Cumberbatch uh, American accent that doesn't exist. Yeah. Which is like very strange. They just say certain words like very articulate in a weird way. Yeah. And it, I've never heard it in the U.S. before. Uh, and I was look, I was listening for it because I'm like, is this a thing that happens a lot more? And then Martin Freeman's on, and I'm like, oh no, he just sounds like an American. He's yeah, yeah, doing yeah. really good. Yeah. But it is so funny because he's jogging, mm. and then he jogs away, and I'm like, he's just so British. He looks so British, <laughs> he's <so> like proper. <laughs> yeah, it's like he just has like that Hobbit British look to oh, him. Oh yeah. That it's like. I know he's American in this series, but he just really doesn't look like an American. It's weird. I, I agree with that too. But I love it. I yeah. I, I think he's um, actually pretty good in these movies. You yeah. Know? I mean, he he doesn't have a whole lot to do. Yeah. But he does it well. Um, so they catch up to the girl who I did not know this character was in the movie. I did not know who this character was before the movie, but I knew that there was a Disney Plus show called Ironheart coming out. And I was like, oh, crap. Like I said earlier, just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in because I really liked her in this. And now I'm like, okay, I'm definitely watching the show when it comes out. Yeah. And she's really smart and she can build like Iron Man suits. Yeah. Yeah. Love love the the little twist that she's a student. Not, yeah. not some established scientist. And she's like basically teaching her professors mm-hmm. how to do science. She's that good. Um, and they, yeah, they, they kind like they convince her, but it almost, you know, they're almost having to like kidnap her yeah. to take her back to Wakanda. Um, and they, they go to her garage where she, like she needs certain computer equipment from there. Yeah. But the CIA surrounds them. Um, and there's a, a motorcycle, uh, a muscle car, a la fast and furious. Yeah. Very fast and furious at the end of this movie. Yeah. Um, Cause she says, it's how, could it, how could it not be a nod anyway? Um, yeah. And then I, I do love, well, the and ro- she says, I live my life a quarter mile, <laughs> mile at a time. time. Me I don't know corona. why Vin Diesel doesn't sound like that, but um, <laughs> I, I love the, re- That's <laughs> I love the reveal of the suit because she like moves something off the ceiling and they're all just looking up and they're like, can that thing fly? I didn't know it was an Iron Man thing. Yeah. For me. So well, uh, just Oh yeah, I think later in the movie they said, "Oh, it's when she flies out, a guy's like, there's like an Iron Man yeah, suit." Yeah, that's, that's that's when I made revealed. the connection. Okay, but so you still didn't know? No, I had no yeah, idea. Yeah, I just like the reveal that they're not showing you yet. So for me, I'm like, "Oh, it's just like a one person tiny little helicopter thing that she built." <laughs> you know, I'm not thinking it's Actually, a superhero thing. That would have been cooler. You know, like like the Da Vinci <laughs> like yeah. little thing that, that's in like all movies where Da Vinci's a character, you see that weird like like, like pinwheel <laughs> yeah. like yeah, yeah. Um so yeah, so it's a it's an Iron Man suit uh, uh like what? in the stylings of. Yeah, she made one by yeah. herself. And they're all driving away, racing away. This is a fun sequence. Yeah, and this is where Letitia Wright got injured in this sequence. Oh, somewhere. yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, doing one of the stunts, broke Ouch. her shoulder. Ooh. Or dislocated. I can't remember if I said dislocated or broke. Either way, that hurts. Yeah, and a concussion. And then it culminates on a bridge where the Asgardia, uh, the, the Asgardians, the <laughs> Atlanteans uh, jump off of whales off of the water into the bridge and they all start fighting and it's just actually i don't think i said this uh, so at the time uh, when when the atlantans atlanteans attack the science 
outpost at the beginning you of the movie. You gotta start saying Tolokan. Tolokan. Because that's what they are. Tolokan. Tolokan. So when the Tolokans attack at the beginning of the movie, yeah, I was just like, it felt so refreshing that this movie just had a dang personality. And it's like, it's like Coogler so much better than most of these directors. What do you mean? Like just the way the camera was moving and uh, the sound and the yeah. score and and this scene as well, it's like this just has personality. Yeah. And and hey, no disrespect to Sam Raimi. Doctor Strange has a hell of a lot of personality, mm-hmm. and that movie's wild. Mm-hmm. But it just felt good because as much as I did like Thor, I think I was also like, hey, I think I'm kind of tired of Taika Waititi after I finished that yeah. movie. That was yeah. a little bit of a takeaway. Yeah. And you know, some of the other ones are like, 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 what personality does John Watts add to Spider-Man? I'm not really sure, except yeah. for good soundtracks. But it's like, his movies look like the other ones. Mm-hmm. But I do love that movie. Mm-hmm. But this is like, yeah, if this was a different director, this movie wouldn't be like this. Mm-hmm. And it just feels so good. Yeah. You know what this movie also has that a lot of the movies don't have anymore because we're so cosmic these days? Yeah. There's no end of the universe in this movie. Yeah. And that's pretty refreshing too. Yeah. Was there Yeah, I guess the others had end it's just of the, the universe. It's just the end of the world as they know it. Right. Which is kind of the Shang-Chi one too. It's the end of the world uh-huh. as they know it. Yeah. Uh yeah. So all of that happens. So there's a fight scene between hmm. Uh, we forgot the name already. I'm trying to remember Tolokan. Tolokans and then the bodyguard. Okoye. Okoye. She has a sweet fight scene with a big uh, Tolokan dude. Atuma. Is that his name? Yeah. <laughs> wow, so you remember his name. Well, he, I've read it and he's he's oh. been around. Is in he there. cool in the comics? Is he bi- uh, as big in the comics? Uh, I, I don't really remember. Oh, I just, okay. when the name happened, I was like, oh yeah, cool. Atuma. Yeah, their scene was, I thought that was a very fun scene. Yeah. But then they, they kidnap uh, a Shuri. And Riri. Is that her name? Well, it's spelled R-I-R-I, and I said Riri the first time, and it's got to be Riri, right? I think so. I don't think I ever clocked them saying her name in I'm the whole so, movie. I'm so bad at getting names in movies. Well, first time. Yeah. And, like, a lot of names are, like, uh, African, you know? Yeah. It's, like, it's hard to remember them unless you are familiar with the comics or yeah. whatever. Um, yeah, so then... Uh, uh, <laughs> Okoye. Okoye goes back to the queen... And this is one of my favorite scenes. Yeah, this is a good scene. She tells her what happened. And then the Rep- queen yeah. stands up and she's like, you w- will strip yourself of general. Yeah. And she says, no, please don't do this. Please don't do this. And she goes, I told you not to take her, but you insisted. I have lost because ev- Because she says, I lost everything. And then the queen's like, I have lost my entire family. Mm-hmm. And... No, she didn't say I lost everything. I think she said I gave everything. And it's kind of like, and I lost it. Yeah. It was so good. Yeah. And then she's like, my husband, my son, and now my daughter is kidnapped because you did not protect her. Yeah. And she strips her of the rank. Yeah. And it's pretty serious. And when she was stripping her of the rank at first, I didn't like think of the context. And I just thought like, oh, okay, movie thing. You have to do this. And then when she provided her reasoning, it's like, she's really right. She is the queen. And and she's right. Yeah. I think she ate cake in that scene, too. What? Is that a joke? Yeah. Let them eat cake. Oh. That doesn't make sense. Yeah. I tried. Um, Cut that. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) And so then 
Letitia. Shuri. Shuri goes, is taken by Namor Mm -hmm. to Taloken. To the Taloken kingdom. Well, she's like prisoner there with Riri. Um, Their little cell set is cool. And then she's taken to like Namor's little area. And that's cool. And that's that's when when he explains his backstory. His backstory. With the score freaking singing and this again. was another thing that i've said before in the podcast that in every superhero movie every time they come to a point of the movie where it has to be exposition time uh-huh. and they tell us backstory things yeah so either at the beginning or the middle we're at the middle now it's time for his backstory yeah. oftentimes it is told through some interesting animation sometimes some bad animation sometimes it's just not like great a great addition this one was great to me because yeah. it's just it's there's no frills. It was narrated, and I was I when we were watching yeah. it, I was like, I wonder if Jordan is okay with this narration. But it, but that, I'm fine with that because he's he is telling her. Yeah, it's it's different. It's yeah, sure, it's technically voiceover, but he is talking to her. Yeah, yeah. I so mean, that's not a that's not a misuse of like, it's not like a waste of storytelling or yeah. something, you know. Well, and and the visuals were pretty stunning. Yeah, and like. It, it it was just it was very very interesting. Yeah, so like how it all went down. His, I mean his 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 mother was pregnant with him at the time when smallpox was happening. Because yeah yeah, fifteenth century. Good old Columbus brought it over to everyone, um, and she yes yeah, she was pregnant with him at the time, and then they found this flower that was like vibranium flower, like it was it grew in like vibranium soil or something, and so the people ingested it. Uh-huh. Um, including her, and they convinced her to do it, um, and th- everyone died. Yeah, but it was like it it transformed them into water beings because the plant was found in the water. Yeah, um, and they all grew gills, which looked cool. And and it took me a second to clock that they're blue when they're in the when they when they're out of the water, but yeah. they're not blue when they're which in the water. Which kind of makes sense. I mean, I don't. Uh, like scientifically, I don't know, but and you know, as a dumb person who doesn't get science, yeah, but it's like, like this okay. seems like a science reason. That's cool. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but he does not because he was born w- with the like he was conceived as a human, I guess. You know, but he and was something not born I think as one. with like the the plant being consumed before he's yeah given birth, and he said he was a mutant. So yeah, um, Q Sir Patrick. At yeah, some point, I did probably. think of that where I was like, besides them doing callbacks to X Men, this might be the first like mutant in the MCU that they have acknowledged. Oh, okay, yeah. In in such a direct way, yeah. Because now they're allowed to say that word. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> um. So yeah, he he can breathe out of water. Yeah. Um. He can fly. He's got the winged feet. He's got cool ears. Yeah, and he it. just looks great. And he looks so cool. And the actor's just incredible. Yeah. So he... Well, and, and so let me just say something about uh, Nate. Well, maybe I should save it for the end fight. Never mind. Keep going. But yeah, so they... Um, he's kind of he's going through, like, his childhood. You know, eventually his mom dies, and she wanted her... She, she wanted to be buried on land, so they bring her back to land. That's when they discover the colonizers are there, and slavery is happening. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> and they, they drive the slavers out of this area uh-huh. and um to, and they bury her, his mom and it was just so interesting there's like a dying priest yeah witnessing this and he calls him the devil yeah um 
and he gives him the name Namor, which is note without love. Child without love. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, guys, come on. Yeah. Can you give me name explanations? <laughs> I'm going to lap it up and ask for seconds. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, and all that's great. And then he's basically like, let's form an alliance. Yeah. Because the outside world, we, we can we can attack the outside world before they destroy us because they will destroy us. Look at history. Yeah. And he's not wrong. Yeah. Uh, but she's like, that's not how it works. We can't do that. And you have to let us take the scientists. Yeah. And we he, will bring her back to Wakanda where she will have asylum and nothing else will happen. Yeah. And he's like, unacceptable, mm-hmm. not going to happen. Mm-hmm. And then meanwhile, the queen goes and visits Lupita Nyong'o. Mm-hmm. Yungo. And uh, is it Yunga or Yungo? Yungo, I think. Yungo. And even though she was in the trailers and in the other movies, by this point in the movie, <laughs> I, I was like, oh, yeah, she's in this. I forgot, too. And uh, I was happy to see her. Mm-hmm. And then she played a great role in the movie, and mm-hmm. she was awesome. So it was it was great. Mm-hmm. So she moved to Haiti, which I did not realize had it's such a see- French influence. Are you serious? I didn't realize that. I don't oh. know anything about Haiti, really. Oh, yeah. Like, that's what they speak. Yeah. And Creole. But I didn't um, know that. So I was just like, oh, funny. that's interesting. That's funny to me. I think, and I could be wrong, but I think that when slavery was a thing, the French were in charge I, of Haiti. I mean, that's gotta be it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um but yeah, it's so did she did her and T'Challa like move there after the events of like Endgame? Well, I was trying to work out the timeline of the kid. But now I'm forgetting that T'Challa wasn't around for five years. So the kid, if if she didn't get blipped, the kid could have grown in that five years, mm-hmm. which totally makes sense. So it makes sense that he's as old as he was. So that works. Um, yeah. Did T'Challa get blipped? He did. Okay. Yeah. So that would, yeah, that, that timeline works out. I sometimes forget that there's five years in between, you know, yeah. the phases. Um. But yeah, I I kind of forgot why she moved there. Did well, I they I I'm assuming she got pregnant and they decided to move away from the kingdom. Well, I guess she, so. I guess if the blip happened, he's gone, and she decided to move away from the kingdom. Um, and by the time he was back, like he definitely was there for his child for a brief period of time. Yeah, because at the end of the movie, they say that he, they knew that he was dying. Right. Um, and they decided to not raise their child in Wakanda because he's, you know, he's the apparent the heir. Right. Yeah. Um, to to relieve the pressure of that from him. Yeah. So that's why they're in Haiti. Yeah. Oh man! But the moment when he goes, uh, she told you my name, but that's not my real name. That's my she, Haiti name. And then she goes, "What's your real name?" And he goes, "I am T'Challa, son of King T'Challa, heir to the throne, or something mm-hmm. like that." And I was like, "Okay, <laughs> let's go." Yeah. Let's get Black Panther 3 going now. Um, but, uh, yeah. So, what's so she's, next? So, she's like a great hunter, and that's why Ramonda enlists her to hunt right. uh, Shuri and Riri. Um, but by that, uh, then it cuts back to Shuri. Namor has taken her through the Tolokan kingdom. Yeah. What did you think about that? I thought it was cool. Yeah. Um, I, I also thought... Uh, there's probably other movies that have done this, but I can't think of them right now. And I just thought, what a fun novel idea that they just have grenades that shoot water, that explode <laughs> yeah. water. I, I, yeah. That was so weirdly just like, ah, that's refreshing. We're uh-huh. going to see water explosions. That's yeah. different. Yeah. So 
Yeah, the Tolokan Kingdom was cool. I do wish it was a little wackier, but I think it makes sense for this movie. Mm-hmm. I'm just thinking of, you know, Jack Kirby and all that oh, yeah. stuff. But yeah. this movie doesn't really take that approach. I so. thought it was interesting, and I guess it makes sense. But, like, you know, I, I, th- I hear of an Atlantic-type city, uh-huh. and, like, no one has fins. Yeah. Like, yeah. It, and it's been hundreds of years since they've like found this place, like made this place home. Yeah. And there doesn't seem to be much like evolution. Yeah. That is interesting to, to adapt, to live in the water easier. Yeah. yeah. That's all. Um, but that, it was cool when he shows her like the kingdom and he says that he brought the sun to them. Yeah. Um, that was cool. It, the imagery was cool. Yeah. And he, you know, she's trying, she's, you know, understanding like, and it plays a cool song over it. It does. But, you know, she she's understanding, like, the importance and the responsibility that he has to his people and where their interests lie and why it's important to them yeah. to make sure that a machine's never made again. Yeah. And she still is, like, that still is not negotiable, though. Like, you can't just kill a person. Right. Um, and basically... Which later she will want to kill yeah, a person. Yeah. Um, but then, basically, Lupita takes them back or, or finds her, takes her and Riri. Um, but she does kill two Tolokans in the yeah. process. So ba- they, she based like, that's kind of de- declaring war, you know, right. on another nation. So they go back to Wakanda and what happens then? I mean, is it, is the next thing like, Oh, the next thing is when Namor attacks Wakanda. Um, and he he does so like the water starts filling up mm-hmm. in the city, and then he attacks, and then it ultimately leads in the to the queen's death. Yeah, crazy sequence. Who saves Riri? Mm-hmm. But yeah, again, I think like the action in this was exciting. It was well storyboarded. Like it yeah. was interesting. I mean, we yeah. just saw Black Adam like a month ago, yeah. and watching this is like watching a a turd compared to a diamond. Yeah. Like, it's just like, oh, this is how movies should be compared to, well, we shouldn't, I shouldn't have even said that name. I should bleep it out, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, so seeing, seeing this action sequence is great. Um, the queen drowns, saving Riri. And I, I was pretty shocked that she died. Me too. I was not I was pretty that. bummed, actually. Me too. But, it makes sense. Yeah. Um, like, it, it works for the story, but it was a bummer. And it's, it's a crucial for Shuri's character. Yeah. That that happens. Now she has to figure things out, and, and she's, like, the heir now. Mm-hmm. And that's when they kind of start figuring out, one, that they're not very equipped to deal with these Tolokans. Yeah. Um, but also, they do need a Black Panther again. Yeah. It's, it's time... Um, so that she gets back into, uh, figuring out that synthetic, creating the synthetic flower again. Yeah. Um, she does it. They have another funeral. They have another funeral. Um, yeah, but yeah, she creates the flower successfully. I feel like we're skipping a lot, but that's fine. Uh, Yeah. It's Um, a long movie. Yeah. And she ingests it, and it is like, who is she going to see in the ancestral world? Oh, this, did you have any... I just was like, please don't be Chadwick Boseman uh, CGI'd. Like, please, oh, yeah. please don't do something like that. I, I actually thought it would be her mom. Yeah. That's what, what you... I assumed yeah. it would be. But no, we get Michael B. Jordan. Michael B. Jordan. Which is so cool. 
Especially because, you know, she's like, I didn't ask for you. And he's like, but you did. Yeah. And he, you know, is going through like how her brother wasn't, you know, willing to do the hard things that yeah. needed to be done, a.k.a. just killing people, you know? Yeah. Like violence. And your mom also was the same. She kind of just like bend, bend over backwards in events from the first movie. Um, and like, are you going to be noble like your brother? Or are you going to be ruthless like me? Yeah. Pretty much. Um, loved that. Loved it. Yeah. Well, and it's kind of, I had this brief thought um, because I had listened to a podcast that mentioned Michael B. Jordan as Black Panther. And I was kind of like, huh? I better not look into anything of that because we hadn't had a chance to see it the weekend. Yeah. Um, and then I completely forgot about that idea. Went and saw the movie. And then when this is happening, I was like, is he going to be like pulled out of the ancestral realm and become the Black Panther somehow? <laughs> like for a split yeah. second, like I had that thought. And that's Let's just say that's what it is, uh-huh. which makes no sense. And And then it's like, but then why wouldn't they just get T'Challa you know just like (laughs) that's dumb movie logic that doesn't make sense but it was it was cool I love Michael B. Jordan I'm always excited to see him and by the way they showed a trailer for Creed 3 and holy cow we got a great plot I cannot wait to see that movie love the Creed movies that's gonna be good oh oh yeah I was I was digging that but also by, by the way you've they played the Whitney Houston yeah a trailer for those uh who weren't with us at the theater (laughs) and it's going along much better trailer this time like you mentioned but it looks very bohemian rhapsody where it's it's written by the by bohemian rhapsody like it's gonna be just a terrible music biopic and um my dad turned to me and he's like that might be worth seeing just to hear the music and i was like that's how they get you that's how they get you. And I said, I said, you could just listen to the music, Dad. <laughs> and he, um, oh, what did he say? He said something else, like, like uh, during the funeral scene, the first one, he said something where I was like, I, I, I just put my hand on my lips and said, shh. This <laughs> is like this is emotional, you yeah. know. Uh, but he was pretty astounded by Winston Duke. Uh, oh yeah yeah he's like that guy's big <laughs> <laughs> oh it was so funny um but uh what else so yeah when she comes to lupita is like who did you see who did you see and she's she's like i saw no one no one came to me none of my ancestors yeah um this is all a sham but then she's like quickly discovers that she has the black panther powers yeah so they make her a new suit yeah um love the suit Looks great. Yeah. Um, and then, but I they, like the silver more, but the gold's fine. Yeah. Um, Riri also makes her Iron Man suit. Yeah. Like the, the profesh version. And then they also finish the Zora from Zelda suits for the, <laughs> the and those are cool guards. And I love them. They're awesome. Yeah. Um, the, the suit for, um, for Riri, I think on first glance, I think it just shocked me because it was so colorful. Yeah. And the suits are like never allowed to be colorful for no reason at all. And so I was kind of like, Oh, this kind of looks dumb. And then I was kind of like, wait, this looks awesome. And it kind of has like, um, like, a uh, uh, like a Japanese slash like power Rangers look to it where it looks like a Mecca thing. Yeah. And I was like, cool. Yeah. Yeah. I liked it. 
Did you like it? Yeah. Not as cool as the other ones, but I don't think it's trying to be as cool as the other ones. As the, oh, as the, the panther and the, the Zora, Zora suits. suits. <laughs> yeah. But it looked cooler than her original Iron Man suit. Oh, of course. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so then they have this huge battle. And I think that it the action was really good. Great sequence, again. I way mean, the better women than the warriors, first movie. like, jumping over the sides mm-hmm. and running down and fighting the uh, Tolokans. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. Yeah. But, yeah, at, at this point in the movie, I was kind of going, do I like this movie better than Black Panther 1? Because that's crazy. Yeah. That's one of the best ones. And I thought, like, and it doesn't even have the Black Panther in it. You know, isn't that sacrilegious to like this one more? And then uh, the action continued to be great. And then I remembered that the last action scene in Black Panther 1 is really bad, Mm -hmm. where they're fighting down in, like, the train station. And I think I like this movie more. Because the the story's as good. Mm Mm-hmm. But it doesn't have Michael B. Jordan in as the antagonist, so, you know. The pacing of this one is, the pacing of the scene is great. Um, so Shuri and Namor get separated from everyone very quickly. Yeah. So they have their fight very, like, at, happening at the same time. So, you know, the battle sequence is, like, you know, average time that they usually are for our big battle sequences. But we don't go through that, and then we get their fight. That's happening at the same time, and I feel like that was key yeah. to not feeling fatigued by yeah. action. Um and then yeah the the Zora stuff was really cool when they showed up. Um and yeah and and like I they kind of do that. I'm always kind of a sucker and I feel like they do that a lot in action big action sequences when the fight scenes happening and it looks like the bad guys are starting to get at the upper hand. Yeah. What what, what are the good guys going to do to get on top? Right. Like and, and Shuri's like has Namor stuck in this heat zone thing so that he can't absorb oxygen. Mm-hmm. And then they fly out to the desert. He destroys the ship. Yeah. They fight for a little bit and he stabs her. Yeah. And she has to like walk through the spear. Yeah. And then she says, well, Connor and forever. She... And it blows up the ship behind yeah. him. And by the way, she is like resolved to kill him. Like to her, yes. there is no other option. Yes. And Lupita And she has every reason to, like he says later in the movie. Oh, totally. But he killed the queen. Lupita tells her before they all go into the battle, like, just like, I really urge you, revenge is not the answer. It will consume you. And her answer. And so does Winston Duke. What? Winston Duke is like, don't do this. Oh, yeah, that's right. They have that scene, which was really good. But yeah, he's like, don't do this. And she's like, this isn't just for Wakanda. This is for me. Yeah. Like, I need to do this for me. So it is interesting because it kind of has, like, I, I get that, and she does need that, but it does have a selfish aim- angle to it Yeah. now. Um, so, yeah, she blows up the ship. I really thought he was going to die, and I really didn't want him to. Yeah, and and I'm shooting my hand up because this is what I was going to say about Namor earlier, is that before this movie, we even saw this, I said, oh, I'm so excited. I love Namor. He's a cool character, and now he can just be in the Marvel movies that's great because you know he's not gonna die in this movie and you were like oh really like they would they wouldn't kill him and i'm like no he's he's far too big a character he's sometimes good sometimes bad like it'd be silly to kill him and then when she blows up the ship and it like scorches around him i was like are they are they actually gonna kill him like they 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 kind of fooled me because i was like no way like you can't kill this guy that would that stinks but also I was emotionally invested enough that I'm like, maybe 
this is what they have yeah. to do. Yeah. But then she's about to stab him. Oh, I love the scene where it yeah. does all the flashbacks. It's just throughout the movie, throughout his life. It was but very it, But it's also showing, like, like it'll show the Tolokans mm-hmm. in their domain. And then it shows the Wakandans mm-hmm. in theirs. And she's seeing, like, we're the same. Mm-hmm. We both want vengeance. We both have these kingdoms now. And we're not any different. Mm-hmm. So she stays her hand. And she... she says yield or i will x y i will kill you i will take your kingdom i will all these things Uh uh-huh basically is you know giving she's gives him mercy yeah and And he he says i yield yeah and then they fly in together they stop the battle Mm -hmm. and then namor talks to his wife namora and she says that's his wife yeah oh okay how do you know that from the comics oh okay um Mm, not good enough. <laughs> and then she says, why did you yield? Like, you're you're a coward, basically. Yeah. And here's what I really liked, which we already talked about. But sometimes in movies, when this situation happens, then the villain goes, well, actually, I had all these ulterior motives. Mm-hmm. So I didn't really lose. I'm just postponing my win. And that can work. Mm-hmm. But I like that they still let us have the resolution of he was bested and he did yield and he recognizes that mercy was shown to him. But also in the back of his mind, he also recognized we could now have an alliance because the world is going to turn on Wakanda and they're going to need our help or vice versa. He says something like that. And then we we have the strongest nation in the world is our will be our alliance because Mm -hmm. we will have helped them. Mm hmm. So he is playing the political game, mm-hmm. but he also does recognize and appreciate the mercy. Yes. And I think that that's really... A little nuanced. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, Funny enough, yeah. we got through the whole movie and didn't even mention the American stuff. The, well, we barely mentioned the Martin Freeman stuff and the Julia yeah. stuff, which a lot of times I think is an indication that they didn't need that. Um, yeah, but, but I don't want to be here all night. Well, yeah. So I, I think th- I liked all of that stuff. Yeah. And it was fun when Julia uh, uh, was like mentioned that they had been married. Mm-hmm. And I was like, funny. Yeah. Yeah. But what else do you, I mean, do you have anything else to mention on that or? No, because I feel like their role was just to kind of move the story along. Yeah. So I, again, I, I, I don't know if I necessarily agree with people like that, that really bogged down the movie because the scenes were so short too. Yeah. I, I Yeah. Uh, and I I think sometimes the knowledge of future events can affect how you view it. So maybe yeah. people are going, I know they're making a Thunderbolts movie and Julia Louise Dreyfus is going to be basically the lead of that movie. So they're setting her up in every scene. But when you're not thinking about that, like I'm watching the movie and I'm like, I no, it just feels like she's another character in this world. Yeah. And And you could probably think the same thing about Riri where you're like, Oh, they're setting up their Disney Plus show, but it didn't feel like shoehorned in like that. Yeah, I mean, there's been stuff in Marvel that has felt sho- oh, shoehorned absolutely. in. But but Riri but like helped and like affected the plot. Yeah. Um, can you remember what Julia Louise Dreyfus' character does? Is she like the new William Hurt? Uh, well, yeah. With, with with bad intentions. Um. Yeah. But, yeah, I think okay. so. I think so. But she's not Shield. No. Okay. I don't think so. I'm always confused at the existence of Shield. Yeah. Whether it is or isn't. But I believe 
in Thunderbolts, she will most likely lead a team of villains, I would imagine. Oh, so we get a Suicide Squad? Yeah, yeah. That's a good way to put it. I would imagine that's one thing of Thunderbolts. There's like the original Thunderbolts run that would be more interesting that I won't tell you what happens because if they do it, it's there's cool. like a pretty wild twist that's pretty fun. And maybe they would have the moxie to hide that twist and the general audience would be like, oh, cool, this will be fun. And then you're like, huh? Mm. Which would be cool. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if they'll do that. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know. How, yeah. Anyway, I don't need to think about that too long. But um, yeah. And we kind of talked about the sun already. Letitia, you know, she makes her. I think she does c- kind of come in touch with her ancestral stuff a oh, little yeah. bit, she but she still the, she burns the funeral garb. That's at right. At the end of the yes. movie, she does. And she is going to be a scientist and stay a scientist and not rule. Yeah, and like, well, she's going to be Black Panther too. Well, oh yeah, that's maybe the, the most important part. But yeah. And then uh, Winston Duke is like, I'm going to challenge for the throne. So we don't know who is the king or queen of Wakanda at the moment. And then we get a cool Rihanna song. Yeah, really cool. And yeah, I think that, she's like been, she hasn't been making music. So really? this is like her return to music. That song was like, especially in the credits, it says it's featuring song, yeah. blah, blah, blah song by Rihanna. It's like, oh, they're going for the Oscar. Yeah. But we all know that the song from Weird Al's Weird, the Al Yankovic story, is going to be the Oscar winner because he sings in the credits when this song that's way too long in all the funniest ways, he sings, this song is eligible for an Oscar now. And, boy, if that won, that would be the best. It won't. Yeah. People should watch that movie. It was fun. Weird is so funny. It was good. Don't see the Whitney Houston movie. Just watch Weird. Seriously. Because it's the same thing, except it knows that it's stupid. Yeah. It's so funny. When he goes to, and I mean, it's a Weird Al Yankovic movie that has Pablo Escobar in it. <laughs> <laughs> if that does not make you want to watch that movie immediately, I I don't know why you're listening to this pod. Seriously. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. That's Black Panther. No post post credit scene. No, which felt nice because yeah. you know the movie's dedicated to Chadwick Boseman, mm-hmm. and so I thought that it was really really good. Uh, I loved it. Same. Uh, let's give our rankings of Phase Four. Oh, please don't do this. We have to. <laughs> Elementals. Well, Elementals. Wait. Hang on. Eternal. But wait, hang on. Let me let me just say you guys have to wait for this. You have to go listen. Go to patreon.com slash Micah McCaw, link in the show notes. Sign up for as little as $3. Seriously, that's less than coffee costs now. And you get an extra episode a month. And guess what? We're doing Avatar. You got to sign up because when we get to 50, we're, we're going to have two bonus episodes every month on Patreon. It's awesome. People who are there seem to enjoy it. You could be one of those people. Please. <laughs> now hit me with those rankings or do you want me to go to first so you can hear Eternals them? um <laughs> Black Widow uh-huh um Thor uh-huh um <laughs> I don't really remember what movies came out I well I don't know what this is tough so do I only have three left 
Oh no, Spider Man's next. Well, I mean, not next to my list, but Spider Man's in it. You have you have Shang Chi, Spider Man, Doctor Strange, and Black Panther left. <sighs> and all I like all those a lot. Yeah. It's weird because I think I'm gonna put Shang Chi, but that's not because that's not indicative of me not liking it. Yeah, I love that movie so much. But I think I would put Shang Chi, and then I think I would put Spider Man. They just put Toby in it. Yeah, I, I gotta put it above, and then probably Doctor. Sh- well, then Black Panther, and then Doctor Strange. So okay, I think that's my ranking. As of this current feeling. Yeah. So mine is pretty similar. Uh, Eternals, Black Widow, Thor, Love and Thunder, Shang-Chi. I'm going to go Doctor Strange after that. And then Spider-Man No Way Home. And then Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Cool. I mean, I uh, but I, again, I'll say I think it's pretty indisputable that Black Panther is like the best of those movies. Yeah. You just might like one more than the other. Yeah. Just like Doctor Strange and Spider-Man are close, but it's like, it's, come on, Spider-Man's going to win for me. And I'll probably watch Spider-Man more than I will watch Black Panther, and maybe it would be more of a favorite, but Black Panther is a much better movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, you right. Know? So next week, I think we're on the dream child Wow. of Nightmare on Elm Street. Cool. And next month... Uh, also get your, buy your tickets for Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, because we will be covering that on the main feed. And, uh, yeah, here we go. We're almost to 2023 and, and, and be on the lookout on my Instagram because December 1st, a bracket is starting for the next big series of next year and you get a vote. Have a good Thanksgiving. Bye-bye.